You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Business Blab with Megan. It's time to take off our mom hats and let our entrepreneurial side show. So grab a notebook and give yourself a bossy timeout. Are you a millennial? Are you a working parent? Are you struggling to find the balance between business, parenthood, life, and everything in between? Then keep listening, because I've got something just for you. Millennials have been raised in a career-focused culture. As we start to become parents and navigate through our parenting journey, there's often worry that we'll no longer be seen as the professional, and that we might lose the high-level thinking, respected side of ourselves to parenthood. This simply isn't the case, and the Millennials Guide for Working Parents helps millennials discover tools to balance business, life, and everything in between while being perceived as a total boss. Millennial parents are learning that they can have both. This guide was written by three powerhouse millennial working moms, myself included, who have cracked the code on being professional while parenting and taking control of their lives. It is possible to build your career, care for your family, and not lose yourself along the way. Are you ready to make this happen? This practical guide includes advice on overcoming the loss of your professional identity, strategies on how to become seen as the professional parent, tips for managing your time and working towards quote unquote balance, and a unique take on self-care and mental health. The Millennial's Guide for Working Parents is now available on Amazon and soon to be wherever books are sold. Welcome back to Business Blab with me, Megan. Okay, yesterday was an insane day in the world of social media. I mean, talk about a case of the Mondays, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, they were all down. They were just simply not working and collectively, I think all of us were pretty shook. Like, forget the fact that we couldn't post our selfies, but so many of us run our businesses off of our social media. Like a lot of our business happens on social media. I know for me, yesterday was supposed to be the launch of my new course, The Systemized Social Media Shakeup. I had my entire social media plan ready to go, heavily focused on launching on social media because that's where my target audience was going to be. And something like this happens, it just completely takes us off track. Many of us were freaking out, right? I think even, honestly, Instagram and Facebook were freaking out. I heard that they couldn't even get into their offices. Their key cards weren't working. Like, this was a really big deal. And at one point, people had no idea when or if it was even coming back. I was in Clubhouse where I spent a lot of my time yesterday and I heard some people talking about, you know, they don't, they think it could be weeks. They, they have no idea. Luckily, it was only less than 12 hours and we're back up and running what seems to be just fine. But this really got me thinking. I was going to do an episode this week on imposter syndrome and decided to do a quick pivot because this is something that we really need to talk about. So 
I wanted to share a few things that I recommend that I did yesterday when social media was down that we can start doing in our businesses right now for when this happens again, because it will happen again and just kind of help you make a plan for what we can do with our businesses besides just social media. Now, Yesterday could have been a really good day for you to give yourself a little break from screen time. It was the perfect excuse to step away from social media. I saw somebody tweet something along the lines of Instagram and Facebook are down and just for today, the world became a much healthier place. And yes, I agree. We all know how bad social media can be for our mental health and how taxing it can be. And so if you used yesterday as a forced break from your screen, Props to you. That's amazing. I wish that I would have done that, but I was scrambling to figure out a new plan for my launch, which is what really inspired me to do this episode so that in the future, no one else has to feel that way. So I think it's really important for us to remember that we don't own our social media platforms, right? And this is something that I've talked about before. It's really important that we really, really realize that. And what happened yesterday was a really great reminder that if social media were to just disappear, like what if it never came back? That's thousands of people in your audience that you're just possibly losing. That is hours and hours of content that will just disappear. That is like gut-wrenching. That's pretty scary to think about. And I heard a lot of people were really dealing with some high anxiety when the social media platforms were down yesterday, which sounds silly in a way, but social media is so much more than just like a platform to be social, right? Again, this is where our businesses live. So really remembering that we don't own these platforms and making sure that we have contingencies in place so that we can have a well-rounded business And at the very least, having contingencies in place so that when a platform goes down, we don't have to panic and our entire businesses don't get derailed. All right, so here are some of the things that you can focus on starting right now for if this happens again, just to get yourself, not if, when this happens again, just so that you can get yourself in a good position and things that really we should should, quote unquote, I you know I hate that word, but really things that would benefit us to be doing in our businesses anyway. All right, first is build that email list. You've heard me talk about this before. I have a whole episode, maybe even two or three episodes on the importance of building that email list. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you know this is something that I started working on a few months ago now, and I'm really enjoying it. My email list is growing. It's a really fun place for me to elaborate on my content from social media. It's just a place to be even more vulnerable, even more authentic, to share even more, and to really connect with my audience. And a lot of people who are on my email list choose to be there. They choose to consume my content, and they have been gracious enough to give me their email address so that I can continue to share with them. So even if you have five, 10 people on your email list, just start building that email list. Next is to create a killer lead magnet to grow your email list. And so a lead magnet is basically something that you're offering your audience in exchange for their email address. So it's really important that you are ultra clear on who your ideal 
target audience is so that you know that your lead magnet is going to be something that they actually want. You don't want to spend too much time creating something brand new. You want to use a lead magnet that would be really good funnel into the rest of the things that you have to offer and also something that's going to feel super valuable to somebody new so that they can come join your email list, see what you have to say, continue to get value from you, and they feel good about giving you their email address. So many people you know, we just get so many emails, right, in our inboxes. And so many people are just like, ugh, another email. I know I feel that way. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say I have like over 4,000 unread emails, which is definitely a problem. But we want to make sure that the value that we offer up front continues when we have them on our email list. So Coming up with a freebie, a lead magnet, an opt-in, you'll hear it called all those different things that really entice somebody and show them a little bit about what you're all about, but also something that for sure is in line with what your ideal clients are looking for. And then it's a good idea just to be strategic with everything that you do on social media to kind of try to funnel people over to your email list, like start to share an exciting story and, you know, finish it off with, if you want to hear more, join my email list, I'll be finishing it over there. Or, you know, give special discounts in your email list, share exclusive news, just little things to funnel people over from your social media to your email list. Okay, next one is to take to Twitter and other platforms like Clubhouse and YouTube and LinkedIn and Pinterest. All of these other social platforms were probably loving it when Facebook and Instagram were down. I know TikTok was on fire. Clubhouse was on fire. These are places that might not be your main platform, but you want to make sure that you at least have your account set up there and you can maybe just kind of water these platforms with attention every now and then in the event that one of your main platforms goes down. I mean, even Facebook and Instagram, like the people who worked there, the the platform owners who could not get into their platforms, took to Twitter to address the masses instead of even sending us an email. They went on Twitter to let us know what was going on. So thinking about the power of other platforms when your main platform isn't working and just having yourself set up there, having a profile set up there. And I was kind of excited yesterday because I love Clubhouse so much. And when Clubhouse first came out, I was on there all the time. And I feel like Clubhouse kind of started to fizzle out. And with Instagram and Facebook being down, it kind of reignited my love for Clubhouse. And it reminded me that, you know, a lot of my ideal clients are spending time on Clubhouse. And that is where a lot of my business was coming from. And so I'm excited to revamp my strategy a little bit to include more Clubhouse. So you might start to realize, you know, what you thought was your strategy might need to be tweaked just a little bit based on experimenting with these other platforms. Okay, another thing that you can do is make sure that you're growing real life connections in your community and outside of the digital world. I know, (laughs) shocking, right? But remembering that there are real people in your community that could benefit from your product and your services too. Not everybody who's going to buy from you is on the other side of a screen. There's real human beings in your community that could buy for you from buy from you. Even if your services are offered over the screen, they could still buy from you. So making sure that you're making these real life connections, you know, safely attending events in your community, networking with your community, growing a presence and a name for yourself in your community, more so than just on social media. Another great idea is to start making sure that you plan your content ahead of time. 
when things like this happen, when a platform goes down, and when it all of a sudden comes back up, everybody is just in a frenzy, right? They want to see what they missed, what's going on, what's happening. Imagine how good it's going to feel if your content was posted without you really even having to think about it. Your stuff will be there when people are back in a frenzy ready to consume. It's just a good practice to get into anyway because there's so much on our plates. And so when you can set your content up ahead of time, schedule it, forget it, it goes out there, you're good to go. Hiring a VA, outsourcing someone to help you with this. These are really, really good things that you want to think about incorporating into your social media strategy. Another great idea is to create a media and a PR plan for your business. It's a great idea to sit down once a quarter and try to come up with how you want to do your PR, what media you want to make appearances on. Do you want to be on podcasts? Would you like to be a guest speaker at summits or events like that? Do you want to appear in your community on news channels. Like for example, when social media went down, every news channel was probably talking about it, right? Not through social media. So how could you plan to make connections with these places so that you could be somebody that is able to shine when things like this happen or just in general? Submitting content to large blogs, like I submitted a blog post to Scary Mommy or Huffington Post or Parents Magazine or whatever is in line with your niche getting your name out in front of new people, getting exposure, and just coming up with a way that your name will continue to be in the spotlight even when social media goes down. Heck, even starting your own podcast because Instagram might go down, Facebook might go down, but podcasts are not going to go down. So for example, this podcast, right? I was planning on putting this episode out even if social media wasn't back yet because my podcast isn't going anywhere. And then The last tip that I have for you today is to check out my new course. It was supposed to launch yesterday. I ended up getting it launched at the end of the day, but it is called the Systemized Social Media Shakeup, and it's going to cover all of these tips in great detail and more around how to make a social media strategy that works for your life and for your business. Not for not a strategy that works for social media, a strategy that works for you. And part of that strategy is going to include ways for you to build your business without social media being the main piece of it. Social media is truly just a piece of your business. It is not your entire business for most of us. And so having a strategy that remembers that is so, so, so key. So if you'd like to know more about my course, feel free to send me an email at megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. And I also want to hear from you about how you felt yesterday. Were you freaking out when social media went down? Were you one of those people like me who thought your phone was just giving you a hard time until you realized it was everybody's phone that was giving them a hard time? Did you have a plan in place? What did you do once you were able to get back on social media? Were you in a frenzy? Were you excited? Were you bummed out? Were you able to take some time away from your screen yesterday? I'd love to hear how your day went. So shoot me that email. And until next time, stay bossy. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.